0: Yeah. There's always something worth raising the bar a little bit higher to challenge yourself to meet that bar. And then oftentimes you'll refuse to drop below that bar. And that's where I'm at. Like, so the success in keeping the weight off, I've put that bar too high. Going below it's not an option anymore. Like, screw that. I'm done with that. That's that's old me. That's Chris ten plus years ago. No more. One, two, three.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Inside WAG podcast, and we have a treat for you today. I'm Josh, and today I'm going to be interviewing the co-host of the Inside WAG podcast, Mr. Chris Bossom. So, Chris, welcome. (laughs) Thanks, Josh. Good to be here. Good to be uh, chatting with you again. (laughs) Hey, Chris, welcome to the podcast that you (laughs) co-host. Yes. (laughs) Welcome Um, back, rather. Yeah. Yeah, right. So um, the first episode we did, Chris uh, interviewed me and we got a little bit of my background and now the tables are going to turn and I'm going to ask him some questions um, about his journey in the nutrition and uh, fitness space and uh, also just how he got to where he's at and where he wants to go. everything in between so um yeah man thanks for making some time today to do this i appreciate it yeah always fun to be chatting with you dude in any God. capacity <laughs> um so we're gonna kick things off with the question that everybody wants to know where mm. are you from where i hail from where am where I, I from hail yeah
0: hail from. from um i'm from denver colorado i've actually lived here for 23 years i moved here from maine uh, just shortly after graduating high school. And uh, yeah, I live in my house just outside of downtown Denver that I can see out my office window here. And uh, I live with my two dogs, Motley and Ernie, who are uh, Terran Terriers like uh, Toto from Wizard of Oz.
1: I, so you need to follow, if you're listening to this and you don't follow Chris on Instagram, you need to follow him because his dogs are hilarious. <laughs> Chris also does a bunch of cool stuff. He lives that outdoor life rides motorcycles um travels a lot but his dogs are kind of the uh unspoken uh stars yeah. of your instagram channel
0: it's the glue that keeps us all together you know okay. keeps people coming back to see what's going on in my world you know yeah, it's, uh, yeah, yeah. it's cool
1: it's cool well, good so, they could
0: bring me joy and i'm glad they bring other people joy too <laughs> yeah definitely yeah. and I,
1: so i didn't know that yeah, 23 years man in, in mm-hmm. denver that's uh that's a lot longer than i had originally thought you were there yeah i've spent more than the uh, better half of my life
0: here uh you know i say i grew up in maine but i became who i am here in colorado um hands down um all my life experience from 1999 when i moved here um you know to put that in perspective like i moved here two months after columbine happened 23 years ago wow um that was like the state of colorado i was moving into at the time you know when i was fresh and new and becoming a uh a regular thing in our society, I guess, you know, yeah. unfortunately. So yeah, it's, uh, yeah. And, uh, but it's, a uh, been a great experience here. I love, uh, being an outdoors person, hiking, uh, cycling, uh, doing a little bit of backpacking here and there, camping when I can. Um, and like you said, traveling, um, you know, around the country, um, in within the state. I've lived here for 23 years, and there's still so much that I have to see. And I have not seen that when people hear that I haven't been to Telluride or Crested Butte or the sand dunes, people are like, what? And they don't understand okay. that when they see how often I get out. But it's like, hey, I'll I'm, I'm make my way. You know, i am still got that to do list. And I'll be crossing some of those off in the next couple of weeks for sure. Sweet. But uh, yeah, Sweet. yeah,
1: I love it. Yeah, I've had the good fortune of visiting like a few times but there was one time that i went with my wife years ago and it was like if we were ever gonna move to like someplace else besides where we live it's like that would be like one of our top spots we love oh, heck yeah it. loved it heck yeah i
0: i rarely find anybody that's just like ah, colorado not for me <laughs> it's got too much you know like there's no there's oh, no yeah. way to be bored here there's yeah. so much to see and do you know, like I said, I just live outside the city. So within 20 minutes, a drive down the Highway 6, I can, I'm in the mountains. I'm in an entirely different place. Mm-hmm. I'm removed from the city. Society disappears a little more the more that's west so you awesome. head. And uh, yeah. I, I'm so grateful to have that escape and that ability to just get out and disconnect,
1: um, you know, almost every weekend, sometimes during the week, you know? Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's something not a lot of people have. So that's that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, so kind of touched on it a little bit, but living in Colorado, you're just, you're out in nature, you're active, you know, in general. Mm -hmm. How did you get into like the nutrition and fitness space um, in like a more professional capacity? Um, well, just in general, you know, like I was that guy back
0: in my early twenties. I had really never, uh, looked into fitness or really cared about it. Cause you know, just kind of have my high school body, if you will. and I was happy with that. And, uh, around the age of 21 or so, I started going to 24 hour fitness and, uh, kind of reading up on this stuff a little more. I was ripping out like the two to three page sections of the men's health magazine with that like split body thing and going into 24 hour fitness sure. and doing that. And just kind of making my way figuring it out as this young adolescent, you know, and uh, so, you know, that only stuck around for probably six months or so. And then I just kind of fell into basically the only activity I really did was walking and then probably snowboarding on weekends during the winter and stuff. And then maybe casually riding a bike here or there, but physical fitness wasn't really a part of my lifestyle per se, or something I really cared about. So um, in my 30s or so, um, my dad actually got gastric bypass surgery. Um, He was, in the Air Force, he was retired from the Air Force. And his weight had blown up to, you know, 300 plus pounds. Um, And he made a decision to get gastric bypass surgery went from 300 plus pounds down to 170 um, pounds. And usually, you know, our, um, yeah, it was a significant change. Uh, He weighed less than I did at the end of my weight loss journey that I'll get to in a second. But uh, that was the catalyst for me saying, screw that, that's not an option for me. That's in my family. That's something that's definitely possible if I negate myself much longer, as my dad had. And so in a way, his, that this negative thing in his life that he had to do was a positive for me in the sense that that wasn't going to be an option for where I was going to be headed. I was going to do everything in my power to avoid that happening to me. So I set off on a different path. So at the time, I started, um, you know, I got the old P90X with good old Tony, Tony Horton there. Yeah, baby. And I was just on my laptop in my garage on a fitness mat and some rubber bands just, you know, plugged into the door just to do like lap pulls and different things and using that for bicep curls and following the P90X CDs um, methodically for about three months. Um, not really working on the nutrition front, just kind of doing what I thought was sure. okay nutrition wise. And then just getting the physical fitness part in and uh, lost like five pounds over that three months felt pretty good. Uh, A couple months later, I felt like I was spinning my wheels. My buddy told me about this thing called CrossFit. (laughs) And uh, there was this new gym, CrossFit Elevation, that opened up. And he had been a member for a couple months and was loving the group fitness thing. I was getting a little sick of being the solo guy in my garage and felt like, wow, a community could be the next step to where I'm headed. And so I said, I'll try it out. Um, But specifically, they were looking for people to do like a 60-day challenge. So you get to work out for free and whatever your results may be, They get to put that on the website as a testimonial. And then from there, I can decide if I wanted to continue. So being introduced to CrossFit, obviously, as most people know, you start doing CrossFit group workouts, they kind of push the paleo thing on you. And I say, okay, that's interesting. I start to do that, you know, and kind of lean into that. And next thing you know, two uh, two months later, I've lost 20 pounds. I'm feeling pretty good. I'm loving the fact that I'm learning how to use a barbell and throwing my body around and, uh, utilizing my body in a way I'd never had in the traditional gym sense or anything like that. And like working on gymnastics movements and things like that. And then eventually getting my first pull up in my 30s uh, when I could not do one in phys ed in high school, you know, yeah. <laughs> nor did I care to. Um, right. um, and so, yeah, it was just this liberating thing that really showed me like, wow, you're, you're capable of a lot more than uh, you ever thought. And so after that, that was just like the bug that I needed. I signed up for a membership after the 60 day trial and then um kind of kept going like three times a week and then as that progressed i found ways to uh, manage my budget budget so i could afford to take on more classes and get like that unlimited membership um so i started to align my lifestyle habits and my desires with or my you know my actions with my desired outcome which was to be a fitter better person that rolled into me getting into crossfit as a coach Um, got my certification, then I started managing the gym part-time, so my world became more involved in that while also working a full-time job as a Salesforce administrator um, for a tech company. Um, just something I kind of fell into, right? So it was cool managing a team of coaches after getting my certification, coaching classes here and there, helping the business to thrive uh, to the extent we could. Um, and uh, just having a community was super motivating. So um, from there, just really involved into, I started to kind of peel away from CrossFit, got into Olympic weightlifting slash powerlifting, kind of did my own thing, sure. uh, just to still be a part of the community, but have a place to lift, and uh you know having the free gym membership for some years after becoming staff was awesome (laughs) and uh probably what kept me around big perks of the job um and so yeah from there just kind of you know that that ultimately that gym shuttered after under new ownership unfortunately we couldn't keep it afloat and had to all walk away and then I was kind of community community less for a while um and so that just made me kind of seek out my own thing where I Just uh, started to do bodybuilding, um, strength resistance training, some of the more classic stuff, um, and just really having an appreciation for that. And then over COVID, I built my own gym in my garage, which has been one of my crowning achievements in fitness and stuff like that is the fact that I'm back to where it all started, but in a completely different person, physicality, mindset. Um, knowing how to use this stuff. And now I get to share that with other people who come and train with me for fun or whether that be friends or people I'm playing around with, with clients on the side and stuff. And so um, that's been a really interesting journey. And I'm super proud of having that because uh, now I don't have the excuse. If I can't make it 20 steps to my garage, then I got a problem,
1: you know? for sure. (laughs) And you have one of like the coolest garage gyms. Like your your garage gym is pretty legit.
0: It's fun, man. I try to put my own little touch on it and make it a comfortable place to be and uh, yeah, putting that work into that is great. And so uh, how I found WAG uh, was listening to a podcast and hearing about it, looking them up online. You know, I, I signed up for nutrition coaching because after a couple of years of being a CrossFit coach, I, I think I did that thing where most people get to where they're like, oh, I'm working out all the time. I can eat whatever I want. I got to fuel my muscles. I got to yeah. eat more. The justification become this offset of why my I actually gained more weight than I had lost when starting. CrossFit and did not look like CrossFit coach or at least in my eyes what one should look like or at least how I wanted to perceive or or, or, you know show myself off to the world and be a represented representation of what is possible so I had to get myself in check and so yeah I signed up for WAG got coaching for over you know a couple years and uh, in about less than two years lost 60 pounds Um, holy smoke which yeah was not something I thought was (laughs) got to be a factor in my journey. I was coming from the perspective of like, hey, I probably got 20, 30 pounds to lose because I felt pretty good when I had done that before. I wasn't lean or shredded, but that wasn't really the goal. It was just curiosity really that kept me going. So when I hit those initial milestones of like 20 pounds, I was like, all right, well, let's see what another 10 pounds is. And then I, okay, well, I'm feeling good here. I can keep this up. Let's go. And it was just go, go, go. Let's just, the curiosity kept me plugged into the approach and the process. And then I got to get to some of my lower weights without even honestly trying. It's like when I stopped stressing about it is when it actually happened. (laughs) And uh, so it was just a very revealing process uh, that really showed me uh, um, a foundation of nutritional freedom that to this day, that while I celebrate losing 60 pounds and I think that's great, grand, wonderful uh, what's priceless to me and even more um, valuable is the fact that I kept it off for over six years now. Um, I've never been able to say that in my entire life. And, uh, so to me, that's the biggest takeaway is that I'm still here and I'm still thriving and seeing what my body can do and where I can take it at the age of 41 now.
1: That's unbelievable, man. That is, that's so cool. Thanks. Um, (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's funny. We've known each other for a while, but still there's like details like that, that I just don't, haven't heard that like full story before. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, that's like significant. So 60 pounds over the course of two years, did you say? Just just under two years, roughly two years. years. Yep. Yep. Wow. So yeah, (laughs) that's, that's, (laughs) that's, that's insane. That's great. So you were a client. Yep. How did, what, what was the transition into becoming a part of the team? Like how did that conversation come up? It
0: was actually very similar to yours. So when I interviewed you on Monday and you told me a story about, uh, you know, reaching out to your coach, Fernando at the time, uh, I'm sorry, Francisco, <laughs> yeah. um, I was being coached by Hayden back in the day. And uh, I basically said the same thing to him. I said, Hey, man, I'm feeling pretty good. I'm liking where my progress is about a year, year and a half into it. We're trucking along. Um, he's telling me what to do and I'm doing the work. And then, uh, you know, I'm opening up to when I'm not and he's calling me on. it. It was great. And I said, Hey, you get to do this for a living. How cool is that? And I I said, like, how did you get into this? How did this happen? And I said, you know, how would I look into that for myself if I was curious about that? And so for the first time in my life, I found this niche and this possibility that I had not considered in the past, right? Something I could actually explore because all my other jobs were just happenstance or where my friends and my bands went. And we went from mortgage or from like customer service to mortgage companies. And then I went into Tech and just kind of went with the flow and whatever paid the bills and whatever I could tap out of at the end of the day. I didn't care. That was what I was focused on. And now this was something where I was like, I'm intrigued by this. I want to know more. And because what I contribute to my success during that two years wasn't just the coaching aspect, but it was became because I became obsessed with knowing more because I wanted to get the most out of this. You know, I'm paying a premium. I'm wanting to show up and impress my coach, but I'm also wanting to show up and impress me and be a good coach. Client and uh, studious, you know, and so I spent most of my time at my full time job researching flexible dieting, yeah, finding man. guys like uh, you know Zach the flexible dieting lifestyle to show me how to make macro friendly meals and to make my diet sustainable and tolerable and enjoyable, so I can just keep trucking along. And mentally, I'm there and I'm tapped into it and I'm and right. connected to it, while also applying the um, you know methodology and the advice and the skills and tips and tricks from my coach at the same time it's because i wanted this badly enough and so that's the thing that i try to instill in my coaches so anyway yeah he uh, was like hey well i'll put you in touch with francesco you can send him your resume and you can get the ball moving and then ultimately they're just like hey all right we're gonna have you uh film a you know i think did you have to do that assignment where you um answered like 12 questions on camera uh something like that yeah yeah so because I really wanted this, I uh, went the extra step and uh, got the help of my friend Ryan Murphy, who does uh, videography stuff for companies, and said, Hey, man, would you help me do this? So it's not just me staring at a MacBook screen, just yeah, uh, um-ing the whole time, you know, and like looking for answers. He's like, sure. So I kind of created a more polished video of like with the question overlaid, and then me answering it in my backyard and standing and moving and stuff. And because I really wanted to stand out, like I wanted this. Mm-hmm. And so it Yeah, it worked. Ultimately, I got my first sub coach assignment. I believe it was uh, back in the day when Melanie was in Playa del Carmen and uh, she got her laptop stolen. And so I had to jump in and cover her clients for like 48 hours or something like that. It was like a very last minute need request. Um, Things had really worked out, though, because I got laid off from my tech job as a Salesforce administrator. Uh, Just sat back, collected unemployment for a little while. I had already started the training process with WAG. So I'm just kind of cruising like, okay, this could lead to something. And, uh, after five months off, I got my first sub coach assignment doing that. And then like a week later, uh, they were like, Hey, are you ready to take on your own clients? You did a great job. Uh, we have a need for that. And we're ready for you if you want to ramp up. And I said, let's fucking do this. And so <laughs> that's, st- that was seven years ago and I've yeah. been here ever since. And so, uh, yeah, man, it's been transformative and I'm really glad that I took that step, not only to sign up as a client back then because sure. it changed my entire life. I, I I honestly do not know where I would be today if had I not made that decision. Uh regardless of working for WAG in that capacity. But
1: if I had not shown myself what I was capable of, I have no idea where I'd be today, you know? So yeah. It's, yeah. I mean <clears> it, just, it tags on to that, you know, your 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 background, your story. It's just like a pretty incredible um progression. Mm. You know, and I think you touched on something that is really important. Um And that was the pursuit of knowledge. Yeah. Like the, the way that you felt the success by diving head in, you know, you had a coach and you trusted him. Mm -hmm. You had a relationship with him, you know, like whatever, I mean, maybe not whatever he said, like you went for it, but it was like, this guy knows what he's talking about. I'm going to do it. It worked. And then you get curious and you're like, well, I want to do this for other people Hmm. too. Yeah, And that's something that I just, I feel like if more people had that kind of spirit about them, it doesn't have to be nutrition, just wanting to know that next step and that next progression Mm -hmm. in whatever craft or art that they're pursuing, career that they're pursuing. That's what takes it to the next level. And you're, you're like proof of that, you know?
0: Yeah, thank you. And I I agree with that. Because like, to me, like, I've always been a person that's been in service of other people before I even came into this, like, I always want to try if there's something I could do to help someone's life a little bit easier, or to help them move forward. Like, I'm the kind of guy, like, if I'm rising up, I want to bring everybody with me. And so that played into my just general character. and, And what I feel like is, um, rewarding and gratifying in life is helping others succeed or helping people in a tough time. Like, how can I make life easier for you? You know? And so it just naturally played into that. And so when that opportunity presented itself, I'm like, this is a no brainer. This is the first thing I truly want ever in my life in a career, uh, capacity. And uh, I'll be damned if I'm not going to see it through, you know, wherever it may lead me. And so, uh, yeah, yeah, man, it's been cool. And I, I love it. And I just love getting to hear other people's stories commiserating with them, just being like, hey, listen, I've been there, you know, but it's 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 cool stepping up to be the inspiration and the example that my coach was for me. And then to then do that again. And then those tendrils, you know, crawl all around. It's just that wavelength we talk yeah, about, open. you know? Yeah. yeah and so
1: that, yeah. I love that. I think that there's a lot of <laughs> with the staff in general, I think that there's a lot of crossover with that. Um mm-hmm. And as the podcast goes, we're going to hear for a lot of different stories. And I think a lot of them will have a similar trajectory as that, you know? So I agree. Um, the uh, one thing I wanted to ask you is you kind of touched on it a little bit, but maybe you can go in a little bit more in depth. But like, I've been working for WAG for seven years, mm-hmm. um, worked with quite a few clients. <laughs>
0: I yeah. would imagine um, a couple hunts. Yeah. Yeah. few yeah. hundred.
1: we work with quite a few clients, all, all of us coaches. So like over the years, uh, it's going to be a tough question. Are you ready for it? Yeah. What's one of the biggest accomplishments that you feel like as a coach? I'm going to give that kind of like a twofold answer. One in like
0: a general sense of like how gratified I feel and how productive in my role as a coach I feel is when uh, a client or clients can portray back to me what they gained from the journey in it being similar to what I pulled from the journey in that mindset and what I realized like ultimately my main goal is I want to show you what you're capable of. I know you may not believe in yourself right now. I know you know you may be down and out or you've tried a hundred different things and didn't succeed. And I did too. And but when I finally did find the thing that worked for me because I did work with a coach, it was truly liberating and it provided that foundation of nutritional freedom to where I can celebrate. Like I said earlier, losing 60 pounds is great and all, but keeping it off is the thing that a lot of people struggle with. And so while, yeah, you can go hard in the paint and do everything to a T for three months and then get the results. That's great. But what happens after? How are you going to maintain that? Right. And so to me, I was in it for the long haul from the get go. And I'm still in it from the long haul today. Now, 10 years being into the fitness and nutrition industry as a whole, like I've been in this industry for over a decade now. And so uh, it keeps me on my toes, you know, like I've got to show up, I've got to fill my cup. Um, so it spilleth over and, uh, you know, I gotta take, I gotta handle my shit first before I show up and, and, and help people handle theirs. Mm -hmm. And so it keeps me, um, in line and keeps me in, in touch with that. And so that would be the big takeaways when somebody can exclaim, I get it now, man, you've taught me, you've shown me the way Mm -hmm. now I don't have to question this stuff. It's a matter of integrity with myself and aligning my actions with my desired outcomes. If you look at it at a base level like that, a high point, whatever, and then try to apply and keep that in mind with everything you do, every decision you make, and try to align more of them to it, you're going to succeed. There's no way you will fail. And then the big thing though is, like you said, our, we were talking about earlier with like um, making coaches and stuff before we started the podcast, but uh, my biggest accomplishment is uh, creating a coach for WAG. Um, my client, Mitch, who we will, you know, get on the interview or to right. interview here soon. Uh, he became a coach, uh, about a year or so ago, but, uh, you know, I'd been coaching him for three or so years when he lived in South Africa and then uh, continue to coach him to this day, living in Stateside in Kentucky. And, uh, we developed a really cool, keen friendship as Mitch would say. Um, and, um, <laughs> and it was Mitch just
1: talks cool.
0: Mitch talks real cool. I love Mitch. And, uh, we were just so like-minded living across the the world, you know, and just really, um, uh, in tune with one another and had similar personalities and mindsets. And so to see him succeed in his journey, and then the fact that I produced, you know, a coach for WAG, somebody that came up in the ranks and said, I want to do this. Cause I don't know that a lot of people know this, but like in order to become a WAG coach, you've had to have been through the process Of being a client, Um, regardless of your success, none of that matters. But you've had to go through the methodology and and the program to know what it is to know firsthand how to apply it in a coaching capacity. So um, it felt a bit exclusive, which was cool. Like it had to be an earned thing. Not every anyone is welcome, if you will. Um, And so yeah, to produce a coach for WAG was awesome, man. And to see uh, Mitch in a place where he's thriving and he is now getting to bestow all that knowledge and experience yeah. onto other people. It's the tendrils. It keeps going, the wave, right, you know? And so we're just trying to keep the wave going. And I love that. So, yeah.
1: That's a great, I mean, that's a an awesome answer. And yes, <laughs> we will talk to Mitch uh, Yes, hopefully soon, but uh mm-hmm. very cool answer. <laughs> very cool. Um, I think that the, uh, like the final piece that I wanted to make sure we touched on before we yeah. sign off on this one, because it's been great. Yes. Um, the one piece of advice that you either love to give to your clients or the one piece of advice that you feel they need to hear because they're not always the same. Mm. At least I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah there can be differences there. So well, let's do two. Yeah. I like the two prong approach here. So one
0: uh, a piece of advice that I love to give my clients and then another one that is kind of necessary, yeah. right? Yeah, say, All right. That's so nice. the thing I love to tell my clients is, and, and I apply it to my own self every day. So I live this every single day of my life is stay curious. Um, at the start of your journey, in the middle of your journey, years down your journey, wherever you find yourself in life, stay curious. Because if you're willing to be curious as to what you're capable of, what's possible, if you just see something through, uh, you know, longer than you've given it time to work in the past, you will show yourself new heights, you will achieve new heights, you will discover new amazing things about yourself, you'll start to wash away the limiting fact self limiting factors, and you will find far less excuses and so many more reasons to show up and do the work and apply yourself because, I don't know, I kind of go with the the reasoning, why not? What do you got to lose? Like, why not, right? And so when I show up every day, I'm just like, why not? What do I got to, you know what I mean? Like, and so, um, but then the other piece of advice that um, clients need to hear is uh, this shit ain't easy. Um, it's hard. And it's going to feel hard, just like anything else you've done in your life, though. And that's the the main takeaway. Um, The necessary point is like, imagine somebody stepping into a new job and making a mistake and going, ah, I'm no good at this. I failed. I'm going to quit. And then you go find another job. That doesn't happen. You learn from your mistake. You get constructive feedback or criticism. You learn how to do the job more effectively as you're in it and you gain Experience, knowledge, power, and then things just kind of you settle into a group because you just know what to do and you don't even think twice about showing up and doing your job anymore, right? Yeah, apply it to your relationship. When you're trying to get to know somebody, if you make a mistake or get into a fight and you really truly care about this person and want to see a future with them, do you give up and just say, Ah, <laughs> screw this, I quit, right? <laughs> apply this to anything else, but when we apply it to our nutrition and fitness. It's such an easy thing to feel like a failure and to walk away and then wonder why you never gain any traction, let alone get the ball moving, you know? And it's because you're so willing to just feel like a failure instead of saying, hey, dust yourself off, you know, pick yourself up and take another action in the right step, you know? That's just one action that is aligned with your desired outcome. You just cannot go uh, go wrong because those things will compound. I I like to think of it as um, an investment of your time and energy that gives you compounding interest over time. Just in terms of putting it in financial terms, right? So if you're signing up for this, or you're getting coaching, or you're doing it on your own, the one thing to remember is don't treat it any differently than anything else that you've succeeded at in your life. If you go into it with that mindset, holy shit, anything is possible. That that I can promise you, right? Stay curious, go down that.
1: Go down that rabbit hole <laughs> and see what yeah, how where you come out on the other side. You know. Yeah, man. That's. Did you know I was going to ask that because. You know, you're like, <laughs> that <was> rehearsed. <laughs> no, no, not at all, that man. That's so just truly good. how I feel, That's, and. Uh, yeah, I mean, I hope that whether or not you're working with Wag or working with someone else or you're trying to do it yourself, mm-hmm. that advice is. Some of the best that I've heard, and I've been in the game for a while too. That's fantastic. I mean, thanks, Josh. I appreciate that. That's really it. Um, stay curious,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then put in the work. It's yep. not easy. It gets easier, but it, there's always going to be something. There's always going to be something that you're chipping away at. There's always going to be that next level, and mm-hmm. w- whatever facet we're talking about, whether yep. it's ten pounds lost whether it's 10 pounds on the barbell, whether it's 10 seconds off your fastest mile, there's always going to be that one, that next thing.
0: Yes. There's
1: always something worth raising the bar a little bit higher to challenge yourself
0: to meet that bar. And then oftentimes you'll refuse to drop below that bar. And that's where I'm at. Like, so the success in keeping the weight off, I've put that bar too high going below. It's not an option anymore. Like screw that. I'm done with that. That's that's old me. That's Chris 10 plus years ago. No more. I'm a different oh, me now, so yeah, and I'm unstoppable, and I just want other people
1: to be unstoppable. That's killer. <laughs> I can't think of a better way to end the podcast. If I'm being yeah, honest, yeah, so. <laughs> that's good with me
0: too, man. <laughs> yeah, man.
1: So uh, yeah, we're we're just gonna do it. I just want to say thanks again, Chris, uh, for coming on and sharing your story. Um, and if you're Thank listening you. to this and this is the first time you've heard of Wag, or you're looking for nutrition advice and nutrition coaching, and you want to work with Chris. Or me, or one of our other great coaches. Like, check us out, WorkingAgainstGravity.com dot com. Got a lot to offer there, um, and we'd love to meet you too. So, uh, thanks a lot for listening, and thank you, Chris. Thanks, Josh. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, man. We'll <laughs> see. Yeah, we'll see you guys later. Heck yeah.